listening to the Twin Theory Podcast, Season 4. Hello and welcome back to the Twin Theory Podcast. We know it has been a while. It has been such some time since we've had our last episode and boy, it's been a lot going on here. Good things, I think. Definitely good things going on, but it has been a while since we got to talk to you all. I uh, definitely partially, mostly my fault. Uh, been traveling a lot for work and I feel like seeing all of the U.S. at this point, but uh, definitely been doing a lot of travel for work and about to do a little more, uh, but we definitely want to just stop in while we are together for a little bit and and uh, get you all another episode and so want to do something a little different this time I was talking to Marissa a little earlier and she was talking about how uh, you know there's there's a lot of questions that kind of float around when trying to get to know somebody Uh, some of the magazines do it I think with Vanity Fair or something they kind of do it where they like hit you with these 24 questions or hit you with these set of questions and see you know what your answer is to each one of them now I think there's also like a time base on some of these where people are like flying through the answers so you don't have to fly through the answers for this but I thought that I will put together some questions that I have not told Marissa about and <laughs> and see what her just honest uh, answers are to the questions I don't think any of them are super hard but anyway just a little kind of get to know you and uh, we're going to do Marissa this episode and then Marissa is going to ask me questions the next episode and then maybe the, the episode after that where I analyze them a little bit just to see how they you know are the same or differ or whatnot so anyway uh, I guess we will get kicked off with the questions are you ready Marissa I'm ready all righty then so the first question I have for you is do you consider yourself more of an introvert or extrovert and why? Okay, so if you've been listening to our episodes, you probably know what I'm about to say. And it's definitely introvert. <laughs> so uh, I, I have definitely been more quieter. Uh, I like my space for sure. So um, I need resets. So I know on my job and other places, like, you know, I can get out and have to be a bit more extroverted, uh, lead projects, teams, and that sort of thing. But I do a lot of what I call resetting. So generally on the weekend or even other times, I I can be found being a bit of a loner, uh, going on walks, hikes, just all sorts of things by myself. And I like that. I really do. It's a nice time to just kind of sit and and, uh, think you know, reflect and, um, yeah. So I, I would, I would consider myself more so introverted because of that. Uh, I would say people that are more so extroverted, they kind of pull energy from others. They kind of like being around more people and, and doing things, um, with others. Not that I don't like doing things with others. Uh, I I can be selective about who I'm going to hang around (laughs) for sure. Um, but I do, I do like a lot of personal time. I do like that reset time. And, uh, yeah, for that, I would say I am more so introverted. Okay. I'm going to spin this next question off of what you just answered. You're more so introverted. Is there ever a time or age or just event or anything where you were more extroverted, maybe on purpose, or maybe you just found yourself like, wow, I've just 
been super into everything today. Like, is there ever a moment where you have been extroverted? If so, it's centered around an event and probably I'm leading the event in some sort of way. So I even think, again, kind of on my job, if I'm leading a, a leading a project or something like that, I will be more engaging and more extroverted and reaching out to others and talking more to others. Um, but I would say on a personal um, end, I don't know if there's really any time I can think of. I mean, when I'm around family, I would say if I'm at a family event, you know, whether it be a cookout, barbecue, somebody's um, birthday or even Christmas or that sort of thing, I can be a bit more extroverted. Um, but in terms of just rolling up on me and I'd be extroverted, even within my personal life, uh, I can't think of anything. Maybe you can think of a time in life where I just kind of like jumped into being super extroverted, but I don't know. I can't think of anything. Just wondering for my situational uh, purposes, I don't know that I can think of any time where you've been like super duper extroverted, even when you're around your friends. Even like the first time I met your friends from college, I feel like I was more extroverted with your friends <laughs> than you were. But it's like, you know, they knew that and it just, you know, you guys just fit together you know, like two peas, three peas in a pod. So um so the next question if you could travel to any place in the world that you have not already been where would it be and why okay so this one I would say is difficult because I don't know if I can fully articulate the place but I could tell you what I would be looking for so I do like uh walking and hiking escapes so it would definitely be somewhere that offers that it could have like a fusion between flatland and and mountain not particularly where I'm like climbing, but where I can have some hiking to it. I do like a little bit of shading with some trees um, and I do like moderate weather. So, you know, around the 60s or 70s in terms of um, weather uh, that offers like very beautiful, you know, scenery. So not city scenery, but like of greenery, even if there's like an ocean nearby, some rocks. Something like that. So I, I live for like areas like that. So um, I can't think of any coming to mind right now. I'm pretty sure people listening in are like, you you want to go there. That's what you're saying. But I think if there's anywhere in the world, I, I'd be looking for that type of atmosphere. So I'm, again, I'm always about reset. So that's kind of like my ideal type of vibe. And, and that's what I would be looking for. So interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, so next question. If there was any skill that you could learn that's not related to any skill that you currently have, what would it be? Uh, all right, let me list out what I do currently have. So I'm pretty decent at baking. Y'all know that. Scarf down all my muffins and breads and all that. I'd probably love to expand on that. Like I wouldn't mind working in a cupcakery or something for a couple months. Um, but that's kind of falling and fusing in what it is I do. So, um, learning a different language, I'm already doing that. Uh, I would like to expand that further. Um, something that I don't, uh, currently do that with a skill. Mm. That's there's, I, I have the, what kind of like a advice, what I will always love to do, but a skill is a little bit different. So let's see here. <laughs> If there was a skill that I had, um, I would probably say 
something crafty because I would say I'm not a crafty person at all. Like sewing, no. If I had to build something, no. I put together the bookshelf in my room and I did good. I got it from Target. It told you how to do it. <laughs> and I put it together backwards first uh, before I had to take it apart and put it back together again. So it, it would probably be something crafty like that revolves around that. I mean, my drawing is not there. My handwriting is not there. Like anything that requires like some sort of physical creativity is not my strong suit. So it would definitely be something within the crafts. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, next question. Uh, what's something you could talk about for at least 30 minutes with no preparation? Oh my goodness. At least 30 minutes with no preparation? Yeah. Um, so let's see. I'd have to fall back on things that I like. So probably I would have to t- it'd be books if you're interested, but it could probably be the books that I've read. I've read quite a few interesting books here lately. I'm still expanding on my book list. And if you looked at my Amazon cart and you just look to see what's there, it's a whole bunch of books. Because generally what I do is find a book that I want to read and then put it in my Amazon cart. So when I finish reading a book, I can just go and add the next one to the checkout and read it. So 30 minutes, that's a long time. So if it was 30 minutes, it would probably be on the books that I've read. Okay, books. Definitely you sound like a a book nerd, head on straight type of like, I'm like, oh, I marvel, anything marvel. I could talk about the universe, but okay, cool. Gotcha. Gotcha on that books. <laughs> Booked for 30 minutes. Uh, if there's anybody out there looking for someone to talk to, because <laughs> you couldn't talk to me about it. <laughs> and I'm your twin, but whatever. Um, okay, so next question. What qualities do you value the most in a friend? So I would say what I value most is honesty. Did you say quality or qualities? Qualities with an S. Okay, so definitely honesty, I think, would be the first one. I think sometimes we try to be um, really friendly, if you will, and really nice with our friends. Um, But I think if you really care about your friend and you love your friend, then even if, you know, there's something that's going on that's concerning with your friend, that you find a way to kind of navigate that conversation with them because you want the best for them. So, you're honest with them and there's a way to do it constructively uh, where it can be a, a meaningful conversation and it not seem like, you know, you're just attacking them. But I would definitely say honesty uh, would be one. Another one I would say is support and not always physical support in terms of like always showing up places because I know at this point in my life, I've got friends kind of scattered all over um, in terms of the, the world so not everybody can physically show up, but kind of show up and t- check in, see how I'm doing, see how things are going, just show interest, things like that, as opposed to kind of, you know, what's the next event we're going to do and just kind of live for the friendship that revolves around doing things. Whereas, you know, we can just kind of chill and not have anything planned, but we're just supporting each other in that way. So I would certainly say uh, support. And then um, I would say the last thing uh, is friends. um, And I don't know if this is a quality or not, but um, I don't know that 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 are going somewhere that have vision for themselves and are kind of interested in visions for me. Like, hey, you know, so what do you how's your job going? What are you thinking down the road? Uh, 
you know, personal life. <laughs> when you going to start dating, when you going to start, you know, things like that, 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 um, see more than just, um, you know, I would say things on the surface, but are interested in me and kind of where I'm headed. So, okay. Now we're going to pivot a little bit. Still going to ask you questions, but these questions might be a little bit harder. So you might have to think about it a little bit, but whatever. Why is purple your favorite color? So I would say my favorite, I have favorite colors growing up. I would say purple. It was my favorite color. I just, I love the way it looked. It could all the way from the darker shade of purple, kind of going a bit lighter to like a lilac. I just love the way purple looked. Um, it was never super bright to me. I felt like purple had a vibe to it. Um, I would say as an adult, I still love purple. But I would also throw turquoise and teal in there, too, because I love those colors as well. Um, if you know me, you know jewelry. You know that I love turquoise. So I have turquoise rings. Uh, one of these days, if I am so blessed to get married, I would love a turquoise wedding ring. Uh, I don't want a diamond ring. So uh, turquoise has always kind of been a, a, a fancy, fun favorite, a, a favorite color for me as well. And then teal as well. So. I don't know if I can get super deep into like, why exactly do you like that color? But uh, I don't know. I, they, they tend to have a bit of a vibe. Um, I feel like it almost matches my personality to some degree. So, you know, I don't know if I'd ever say yellow is my favorite because <laughs> I don't know if I'm the most like yellow person. But then again, I don't know if I'd say like a black and brown is my favorite because I don't know if I'm on that spectrum. But I would say purple, teal and turquoise kind of they, they just fit like the soothing vibe that I tend to be in 24 <laughs> seven. Interesting. Interesting. You actually had an answer right off the bat. I feel like I would have needed some time to, to answer that one. So that's pretty good. Um, would you prefer a sunny day or a rainy day? Oh goodness. Uh, <laughs> depends on where I'm at, <laughs> but, uh, I would say, uh, and a little bit of both. I know that's not really answering the question, but it depends on the day. So if it's a rainy day, if I'm indoors, yes. Like that, again, I, I think people listening in are starting to catch my vibe here. Um, so I, if it is raining, I would prefer to be inside, maybe near a window. It is very calming. I'm all about just calm things. <laughs> you would think I'm just super mellow all the time, and maybe I am. <laughs> but um. I, I would say it, it, for rain, if I'm indoors, like I prefer not to be out in it, having to travel through it, navigate my way, like no. But if I'm indoors and I could just get to view it, then I would definitely say rain. In terms of uh, sunniness, it again depends on where I'm at. I would take sun, diffuse sun. How about that? So if there are like trees and other things that can kind of diffuse it some, then yeah, definitely a sunny day. Um, I do like bright and sunny as well. Uh, it depends on the room. So, you know, I'm not going to be in a super bright room and have sun coming through, you know, you, you got to offset somewhere. So, but, uh, sunny, I would say diffuse sun and not too much heat. It's got to be in the sixties or seventies, but sunny. <laughs> um, and then rain, uh, I, I would definitely, yeah, rain's fine, but I just need to be inside. I, I'm not trying to be navigating my way through it. If you had to have a roommate, for the rest of your life that you had to live with, who would it be and why? I mean, honestly, if I had, Lord Jesus, uh, hmm, 
I don't know if I could fully say anybody. I mean, I love you, Courtney. You're probably the person I've roomed with the longest, like over time, not consecutive or consecutively. And just, you know, when we were younger, we were together. And even when we portions of our adulthood, we were together. So, I mean, I know we'd be survivable. Like there's some people where it's like, uh, oh no, I couldn't live with that person. Like we're survivable. Even uh, my brother VJ, he's, he's, he's a great roommate. Like he's survivable. For the rest of my life, honestly, I don't know if I can articulate. I mean, if I was like engaged right now, I would probably throw out that person's name because likely we would be rooming together for the rest of my life. But right now, I don't think that there's anybody that comes to mind that I would say, yep, I would want to room with them. The rest, I mean, can, can I throw Jesus in there? Does that count <laughs> or is that cheating? <laughs> because other than that, I, I don't know if I, there's anybody that I can like throw a name and say, yep, they can stay with me forever. Yeah, as a roommate. Yeah, that's uh, definitely one of those that, uh, you know, some people can't live alone. It's interesting. You know, some folks have to have somebody there. They want somebody there. And so, you know, us living and being together with each other for like uh, practically the first 18 years of our lives uh, before we were separated, you would think that we might be one of those people that just get so conditioned uh, to being with someone that we would want to stay there forever. And that ain't the case. If you had to totally change your occupation into something totally different that you don't have any experience in, but you could pick that occupation, what would it be? So this is a a weird one, right? You would think helping people because uh, I've always like in everything I've wanted to do has been something centered around helping people. This one is probably going to throw you off a real court. But um, I think that the opposite of the really calm person that I am, chill, you know, marissa person that I can be is like the opposite of that is not calm, chill, whatever. So I think I would love racing cars. Does that sound weird? No. Okay. Courtney's shaking her hair like, no, um, I think I would, that would be like, not, or even if not racing, like stunt car driving, I don't know if you see many black female stunt car drivers. Um, but I think that would be absolutely cool. I think I would need to go back and do some more driving learning if I even tried to pick any of that up. But, um, I don't know. There's something about the car. It's still solitude. So I could still be in my introverted self, but still um, express extrovertedness within that, within some of the stunts I do, some of the driving and that sort of thing. So I know that's like completely 180 is not towards helping anybody or anything like that. But if there was like a fairy tale piece there, um, it would probably be that. But I have two. So the other one would be if I wasn't a stunt car driver, um, the other thing I would closer to what I do is uh, I'd want to be a hula hoop acrobat. So there's no surprise there because uh, I love hula hooping. So I'd probably want to be like a hula hoop acrobat for Cirque du Soleil or something. Yeah, I don't I actually, you know, I'm not really shocked. Of course, not with the hula hoop thing, because that, that's still a possibility. But <laughs> but the the race car driving, like I've never heard you say that before. But I can still see it. It's something that is still a solo act. It's still you and it's still just a skill. Something that it's, you know, it's a stunt car into uh, some people. It sounds chaotic, but it could still be peaceful in a way. So I could definitely uh, see that. 
So, all right. We have come to the last question. It's 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 not bad. I I took it easy on you today. I took it easy. I really did. I could have could have gotten crazy out here, but I took it easy. Um, the last question: If you had to give one billion dollars away to any charity or cause, what would it be and why? So I feel like before I even answer this, like after this, somebody can just take my answers and create a dating profile because <laughs> I just went through like the, the main questions. Anywho, if I had a billion dollars and I could give it to one charity. So right now, just um, for for people that don't know, I love volunteering and I love being able to to give back. I don't know if I would give it to one charity. And even now what I do isn't towards one charity. So shameless toss out um i do um donate to an orphanage in kenya i've been doing it since the last time i was there and i'll be going back soon um and then in the u.s i generally every couple of months um get just some regular toiletries and items and donate them to different shelters in the area for me honing in on one um you know i'd have to look and do some serious research um, to make sure that the, the monies are allocated properly and are really going to the people in need. What I love about, you know, some of the things that I do now in terms of donating is I can give it and, you know, some of the places I'm going in and that I generally like to donate to aren't kind of like, I don't want to say commercialized, but well-known like Salvation Army's Goodwills, that sort of thing. It's more so if there's a such thing as a mom and pop shelter, that's kind of what they are. So I know like just dropping off the supplies and that sort of thing is going straight to those folks. So I would probably disseminate it out uh, within that way. And it would probably be domestic and international. Um, Why? Well, because I always look at, you know, for me, I think that we've grown up in a life where we have family, we have friends, we have others that are here to support us. Even if we find ourselves kind of out on our bottom dollar, we still have folks that would even be willing to lend, you know, their their couch or their room or whatever until we get it together. Not our, all of that happens. You know, life happens, right? Even if you have the best of plans, life, life happens. You know, mental illness is real. You know, injury is real. You know, you just go out on a regular day, get injured, and it completely changes the trajectory of your life. So, of course, the the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. I mean, that's, that is what I live by. I, I try to treat everybody in the way that I would want somebody to treat me. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what next year holds. And so if I ever felt my, found myself in a situation where... um. I, I needed something from others, I would hope they would do the same. So I don't know if it would be one main organization. Um, I do know that I would love to put a high dollar item if uh, there was something that monies or, or whatever it was, clothing, I would love to throw like a high dollar item in there just, I guess, as something special. So in the kits that I put together now and give out, I try to find something that's a bit more expensive, like a perfume or something like that to put it in there. Because I feel like when you are on the receiving side, you know, you tend to get, you know, things that are given, which is nice. But when you come across something that's a bit more high dollars, like, oh, somebody who didn't even know me found me special enough to give me something really nice. So 
Uh, but yeah, that's my very long answer to saying, I don't know if it would be one organization. I mean, a billion, I just start my own up, right? <laughs> At that point, I could just start on my own. But uh, if it were to be given, I would probably disseminate it to a bunch of different folks. Well, that is great. And that is Marissa Thornton for all of you all listening out there and for any male twins out there that may be single or, you know, something like that. And it's looking uh, they are the first with like 10 questions or so on the profile. So you got, you know, some background to it and everything. And so if you would like to contact her or me or us with any questions, uh, you can contact us at twin theory podcasters at gmail.com. That is twin theory podcasters, right? Twin theory podcasters, twin, twi- twin theory. Jesus it has been a while. Hasn't y'all help us. Twin Theory Podcasters at gmail.com. If you have any questions, you got any questions you want to throw out there, or you just want to holler at Marissa, I'm trying. <laughs> anyway, we will talk to you guys next month. I know it's been kind of sporadic, uh, but we are trying to get some stuff out there to you all. It's been a lot of travel and it's great things going on with us, but it's also just kind of pulled us away from being able to churn out these episodes regularly. So definitely trying to work on some stuff to get to you all uh, so you can we can stay in contact with you. But we just want to do a pulse check. We're still here and hope you guys are having a great, great summer wherever you are in the world. And we will check in with y'all next month. All right. Bye bye. <laughs>